do is, is I wanted to share my story, my pursuit of membership here at Grace Bible Church. I was raised Catholic all my life, uh, went to Catholic schools all the way through high school, but I never really attended church. As a matter of fact, once uh, I stopped going to church, which was probably like in seventh grade because my parents couldn't force me anymore, I, I, I just separated from the Catholic Church completely. I would go, I, I, was a, I was a CEO of the Catholic Church, Christmas and Easter only. That's the only time I would go. But other than that, nothing. I graduated from college and I, I, pretty, I became pretty successful. I had my own business, I had the money, I had the houses. I married a beautiful wife, I had great children. I had everything a guy could ever ask for. But yet, I was unsatisfied. There was an empty feeling inside of me. And eight years ago, almost nine years ago this April, it was an April morning, and I went to get my old change on Del Mar, the Jiffy Lube, right across the Starbucks. And that morning, I decided to go to the Starbucks and get a coffee. Again, for years, I can remember just not being happy. And I remember asking my friends, hey, are you happy? And they would say, yeah, I'm happy. Look what we got. We're at a party. We're happy. But yet, I just had this void inside of me. So that, that morning, I was sitting there uh, drinking my coffee. And across the Starbucks, there were these two gentlemen, Librado Piña and Jesse Liendo. And back then, I was a spinning instructor at a gym called The Rock. And Librado Piña was the owner of, of that gym. And Jesse was a the manager there. So I didn't know who they were, but I knew of them because I was employed by, by their gym. So I, I was sitting there, and then something inside of me just said, go up to them. And they were sitting there reading their Bible, and they were into the Bible. So I got up, and I said, excuse me, I, I, know, I know what you have. I know what this book is, but I've never, ever read it. And then Jesse, remember clearly, he sat me down, and he started showing me all this scripture, and, and I had questions, and he had answers to the Bible. I was there for an hour, and I was like, whoa, blown away. What's going on? And Jesse said, you know what? I want you to write five questions down for me, and give me a call anytime you want, and go visit me at the gym, and I'll try to answer those questions through God's word. And these rattles said, and you know what? If you want, I invite you to come and check out this small group. A group of men just gather together Wednesday morning and get to learn and hear about God's word. So I said, all right. And right after I left Starbucks, I went to Carlton Road, that religious goods store on Carlton Road, and I asked for a Bible, and they gave me the Bible. They gave me this Bible. And I went home, and I started reading. I didn't understand a thing I was reading, but I was reading it, and I liked it. As a matter of fact, I loved it. Two days later, I was at work. And I called Jesse up and I said, Jesse, can I come over? He said, come on over. He was at the, at the express gym, The Rock, on Mines Road. And I show up with my questions and he starts answering. And about an hour into the conversation, he says, you know what? Come with me. So I follow him into this storage room in the back, like a closet, a big closet. And we walk in there. And he says, I want you to repeat after me. I want you to pray with me. And he put his hand on my shoulder, and, and my hand went on his shoulder, and I started praying. And I don't remember the words exactly, but I know it went something like this. He said, repeat after me, and I said, yeah. He said, Father, forgive me of my sins, and I, I asked God for forgiveness right then and there. And then I asked God to come into my life. And then I said, God, I believe in what your son did for me at the cross, and I was bawling. I was crying, and so was he. 
I opened my eyes and I felt, I felt this burden off my shoulders. Something happened to me. I didn't know what it was, but it felt good. I was like, "What, what is this? I felt cleansed. I think the fact that there was fabuloso in the storage and it smelled really clean helped the emotion. But I walked out of that storage room and he walked out of the storage room and I remember we're both crying and guys are lifting weights and looking at us like, what kind of a gym is this? So I went home and I told my wife, I said, I don't know what happened to me. I, I, I don't have a single clue, but it feels great. I recall when I was telling the story, uh, when I became a, a staff member here at Grace Bible Church, I'm telling the story and Karen Paulson looked at me and said, I was there that morning. I was there that Starbucks morning where you were ministered. She goes, I remember. And she says that afterwards she had that a small group uh, meeting with her with a bunch of ladies she came to church and she said that she gathered the ladies and said ladies let's pray i i just saw this young good-looking athletic man being ministered and i want to pray for him and they prayed my mom had prayed for years for me to become a believer and she prayed consistently if you guys have a family member a daughter a son a father a mother that haven't, hasn't accepted Jesus Christ, just pray. I'm testimony to prayer. So that night at home, I'm telling my wife, I, I don't know what this is, but it feels great. I remember clearly telling her, I want to go on top of the roof and shout out saying, hey, everybody, I, I don't know what I'm feeling, but I want everybody to feel it, and it's got something to do with this book that I'm reading. And I read, and I was hungry for the Lord. And I realized now that at that moment, I trusted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. At that moment, I was born again. At that moment, I became a child of God. And this is my first point to you guys, and the first requirement to being a member here at Grace Bible Church is that faith alone in Christ alone. That is the first requirement. Faith alone in Christ alone. See, at that moment, I trusted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I was raised Catholic. I, I thought you had to do all these things to merit salvation. I, I thought I had to do these works to receive salvation. And then I realized right then and there that it was not. It was a gift. And at that moment, when I asked him to come into my heart, he did. As a matter of fact, John 3:16, look what it says, a very popular verse, 16 through 17, says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. See, salvation is not by works. You can never be good enough to merit the holiness of our God. And that moment, even though I had heard about it for years, I finally accepted in that prayer April morning, nine years ago. Look what uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul says, says this, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In that moment I realized what it meant. I realized that he took the punishment for me. And the moment I said, Father, forgive me of my sins, he forgave me of all my sins, past, present, and future. I became righteous before God because I accepted his son's sacrifice. 
So I was on fire for the Lord. So I remembered, okay, this guy, uh, Librado, told me that there was a, a Bible study. So let me check it out. So I come one Wednesday morning, early in the morning. Uh, they had tacos, which is great. And I sat around with a bunch of guys. And I thought, wow, these guys are really holy. They know what they're talking about. I know them now, and they weren't that holy. Uh, <laughs> but I was starting to grow. I liked it. I started to understand what I was reading little by little. So my wife was happy. All right. He, he's becoming religious. I love it. So she said, let's start going to church. I said, let's go. So we started going to the Catholic church, the church we knew. So we showed up. I showed up with my Bible all excited, and we sat there, and I left. It hasn't changed. It feels the same. But anyway, so try it again. So we try it. Nothing. But my wife was just so happy because I was more religious. My kids were a little worried. My kids would ask my wife for me to stop reading the Bible. And this is why. My kids would tell my wife, Mama, I want dad to stop reading the Bible because he's going to become a priest. And then you guys have to get divorced. So we made it clear, no, that's not what's going to happen. About a month later, after going to the Catholic Church, after I'm learning more about God's Word, and I'm realizing what this man's saying doesn't jive with God is saying. There's something not right. I'm not growing. I told my wife, let's try out this church, Grace Bible Church. She agreed. So we came one Sunday morning, nervous, and everybody happy and joyful, and they go, she got to be quiet, I was telling everybody. But everybody was happy. You know how we are. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, all over the place. We walked in, and we sat right there, and we still sit there to this day. And the music started, and the hands went up, and the worship started, and I was freaking out. My wife was freaking out. My kids were hugging each other. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, what have I done? And then we sat down, and the guy comes out and preaches, and I'm thinking to myself, as long as this guy doesn't have a chicken with him, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> so he starts preaching, and he opens up the Bible. And it wasn't Pastor Chad, because Pastor Chad was, was up in Houston during that time. Macy was, was born. And he starts reading his Bible, and I started saying, wow, he jives with what I'm reading. We walked out of here, and I looked at my wife, what you think? And CJ says, it was pretty good. I learned. I said, so did I. We learned something we hadn't learned for years. You're right. Next Sunday, I'm excited to go, and CJ goes, no, no, no. It's the Catholic Church turn. So we go to the Catholic Church. For two months, Sunday, my church, one Sunday, her church. June of that year, it was summertime, I told my wife, I'm done. And, and as months went by, as I learned more about God's word, I would show my wife, CJ, look, look, look what God's word says. You're wrong, woman. And she wouldn't listen. We get into arguments. Literally, into, I hit her twice with a Bible. I'm kidding. And nothing got through to her. One summer morning, I remember clearly, I said, CJ, I I'm done. I cannot, cannot go to the Catholic Church anymore. I feel like a hypocrite. And we got into this huge argument. I remember when we, after hours of arguing back and forth, I told her, look what we're fighting about. We're fighting about God. But I'm not going back. So reluctantly, we, we didn't go to church that Sunday. But now Pastor Chad had come back. I got to know him. And I remember one day I went and I went into his office and I said, uh, Chad, I, my wife doesn't get it. I'm showing her. I'm forcing it down her throat and she doesn't get it. 
And Chad said, just pray. And we prayed. Men's group, Wednesday mornings, we prayed. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. I know some of you, some of you have that. My spouse doesn't get it. My kids don't get it. My friends don't want to get it. They're stuck to tradition. I get it. Pray. Pray. When it's God's timing, if it's God's will, they'll be here. So CJ and I, she started coming, and she started getting it. And she started accepting it. So now it's on. Now her and I together, liking this church, growing together. What's next? You want to serve? Let's serve. We started greeting. We started ushering. What's next? Okay, there's small groups. Let's join the small group. We were on fire for the Lord. I started leading a men's group in an orphanage across the river. We'd go twice uh, on Saturdays, twice a month. We'd go and hang out with the orphans. Stepping stones. I'd be there Friday. I was on fire. My wife was on fire. It was on. A year later, in 2009, I decided, you know what? It's time that I follow the next step in obedience. And right here, that Sunday morning, I was baptized. Which leads me to my second requirement and my second point is that you need to be baptized as a believer. Grace Bible Church requires members to be baptized as believers. There's a lot of misunderstandings when it comes to baptisms. There's a lot of, of teachings out there that teach that you must be baptized in order to be saved. And Bible, the Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible tells us that you are baptized because you have been saved. It's the other way around. Growing up Catholic, the belief is you need to be baptized as an infant right away, and it washes away original sin. If you were to die without being baptized, that's it. You're done. Catholicism teaches you need to be baptized, and by, by doing the sacrament of baptism, you're able to receive God's grace. But you need to start working on your sanctification. You need to start doing all these things back and forth, back and forth, and working, working, working. And hopefully, hopefully, you'll be justified. Catholicism, Catholicism teaches purgatory. And most of us would end up in purgatory who believe that. But see, what God's word tells us is totally different. In Romans, Paul tells us that the moment you trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, at that moment, instantly you are justified. You are declared righteous. Even though you're a sinner, God looks down on you and doesn't see the sinful person you are. He looks down on you and sees the great, amazing sacrifice that his son has done for you and for me, and you've trusted in that. You are justified, and then starts your sanctification. Your walk with Christ. And you're going to be off and on. And then eventually, when you see your creator face to face, you are finally glorified. It's justification, then sanctification. Not sanctification, and hopefully you get justification. See, baptism is a testimony saying, hey, church, hey, everybody, there's a change in me. I am a new creation. I am testifying to you that Jesus Christ is in me. The Holy Spirit dwells in me. Look what um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 says. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Your church, you're telling, telling your church, you're telling the world, I am a new creation. There's been a change in me. And that's what baptism is. A testimony. And we see throughout scripture that 
first people hear the good news they are told of what Jesus Christ has done for them they believe and then they are baptized Acts 8 it's a great story you have this eunuch and he's talking to, to Philip one of the apostles and, and he's reading Isaiah and Philip asks him and I'm paraphrasing hey did you know what you just read and the guy says no and then he describes and he tells him the good news he tells him the gospel and the eunuch says I believe what, what must I do to be baptized and Philip driving around his Cadillac sees some water says, let's stop and be baptized and right then and there he's baptized we first believe we accept and then we are baptized Acts Acts 8 12 look what it says it says but when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ they were baptized both men and women believers baptism you believe you trust and then you are baptized a year after I was baptized in 2010 my wife my brother and my sister-in-law were baptized at the same time my mom was baptized years before as a believer two years ago I had the honor of baptizing my oldest boy last year I had the honor of baptizing my youngest and my father because we all believed and we were baptized in 2010 CJ and I decided to commit to this church and we became members of Grace Bible Church at this time I want you guys to check out this testimony another testimony of a family that went similarly to what I went, the Evans. Hi, I'm Scott Avent. And I'm Claudia Avent. Claudia and I have been married for almost 22 years. Uh, we have a 20-year-old daughter, Amanda, and 16-year-old son, Scott. Um, my Christian walk began uh, as uh, a young man. I grew up in a Christian household had very loving parents and I was baptized when I was nine years old and that's when my walk with the, the Lord began. Well, um, I grew up in a Catholic home um, and my walk with the Lord uh, began just experiencing life and um, I knew what my faith was, but I did not realize that um, there was a lot of uh, legalistic practices that were going on um, until later in life. And uh, but my faith was always strong. Um, it wasn't until later that I realized uh, um, I didn't understand why some of the things that were being taught were being taught the way they were. We took it upon ourselves to open the Bible and learn it a little deeper. And having done so, um, we chose to walk away from the church we were attending. And uh, in essence, seclude ourselves to our learning at home. We, we thought that would be good enough. We. We thought that we didn't need to attend a, a brick-and-mortar church. Um, became a little prideful, if you will, thinking that we could do it on our own, uh, away from the, the fellowship and the body of the church. Thankfully, through uh, our daughter, uh, Amanda, uh, she attended uh, Grace here in the one community, in the youth group. 
and she fell in love with this church. And at some point, I uh, I attended with her because I, as a caring, loving dad, I wanted to see you know what kind of church is is my daughter affiliated with, and uh, you know be the protective dad. And I'll never forget. I, I came in. I saw some some friends that I knew here attending, and that that comforted me a little bit even before the service started. But just the uh, the humility of, of everyone here, um, the embrace. And I went back and uh, I shared that with my family. They got home and they were so excited about um, just the service, the people, um, and they tried very hard to get me to come. Um, and, you know, I was trying to be very kind and said, you know, yeah, sure, one of these days I'll be there. Um, I promise I'll be there. Um, but inside I was uh, definitely saying, I am not going. I'm happy where I'm at. I don't need any of this change. I don't need any of these strangers around me. Um, I can do this on my own. But of course I wasn't about to say that to them. So I said, sure, one of these days. Well, time went on and um, I think my daughter uh, said, you know, Mom, if you're not going to go to the service with us, well, would you please at least um, hear a sermon online? And uh, well, how do you say no to that, right? Gee whiz, okay. Let's go up to the loft, and she turned on the computer and YouTubed Pastor Chad's sermon, and she introduced me to Pastor Chad via YouTube, and she said, Mom, this is Pastor Chad, and anytime he preaches, you know, he's, he speaks to you, you know, the Lord is speaking through him, and I still was very reluctant to hear it, but to appease her, to appease my husband, um, I said, all right, well, let's sit down. We watched it, and uh, it did something to me then, but of course, um, I don't think my heart was hardened, but I think it wasn't as pliable or as malleable as it uh, should have been, I suppose, and uh, they insisted if we would attend service, and I knew that question was going to be coming, because I had, okay, you know Pastor Chad now, you've seen him, you know what he looks like, and I knew it was coming, and again, I kind of squirmed my way through it, and I said, sure, one of these Sundays, uh, I'll be there, um, but they didn't allow me to get away with it, and the following Sunday, boom. We drove up to Grace parking lot, and uh, my heart was pounding because I did not want to be here. I did not want to experience whatever this building offered. Um, and I got off, and you gotta excuse me because I'm a crier. And I think everybody who knows me knows I'm a crier, but um, I so did not want to be here. And as soon as we got off that vehicle, of course, you know, keep in mind, I was trying so hard not to let them know. But I got off the vehicle and the first person to greet us was Rudy Gonzalez. So Rudy, I love you. He made me feel so welcome and I can't even tell you what the sermon was. And at this point, it, I don't think it matters, but just feeling that welcoming 
in that embrace because he's a hugger so he hugged me and I'm a hugger so we bonded but anyway um, we were here we enjoyed the sermon and um, I think that day I spent all day crying didn't I Probably. Um, it was it was an epiphany for me um, but yet my heart wasn't still as pliable as I wish it would have been, but everything is meant to be the way it is for a reason. We're trying to get it solidified here. Yes. Some commitment. We needed uh, more commitment. The, the rest of the crew needed some more commitment, and we, we knew to back off and not pressure her because we, we for sure didn't want to pressure her into, into following through with something that she wasn't comfortable with because the end result would not be genuine. And we realized that all of us, even you know our, our younger son, uh, who wasn't near as uh, standoffish, I guess as you could say, with coming, but more, more he was more open-minded to it. Like, yeah, Dad, let's give this a try. It wasn't too much time that went by, and uh, Pastor Eddie would come up and talk about the new attenders uh, reception, and uh, we we did that together, and. Uh, I, I knew, and Amanda knew, and even at that point, Claudia was getting a little more on board. It didn't take long. She, she was starting to fall in love with uh, this body of believers. Uh, it's, once it started, it, it, really, it really picked up, and, and she, went, she went along with it wholeheartedly. Um, our daughter had been um, doing some volunteering as a leader for uh, the youth ministry as well. And um, she was very insistent on me being a part of it. Um, well, at that time, I wasn't ready for it. Um, but she was very patient with me. And I know that there came a time when she had been ready to do her baptism. Um, and she didn't do it. I don't know if she didn't do it because uh, she wasn't ready to do it, to make that commitment yet. But... I think that to some extent she was waiting on me um, and my growth and I can't I can't say enough of, of how much that means to me um, so after uh, a lot of prayer and a lot of talk and a lot of uh, softening of the heart um, we both decided to um, get baptized together and that was it was a wonderful blessing it was a very wonderful blessing it was very it was very emotional to me and I think when you guys see the picture I, I knew I was emotional I knew I was joyous but my gosh that picture it's almost scary to see <laughs> I was overly happy about it but You're full of joy I was full of joy and I heard someone say, you know, you you get the zap of Jesus right then and there, and I think I got it. Um, so we got baptized together, and at some point, um, we uh, decided to become members. I think uh, I had heard somewhere um, that people, many people refuse to join a, a church because they see it as an organization and I can attest I saw it as an organization and, and that was one I did not want to be a part of I did not want to join but um, through my
I've realized that, that it isn't an organization. It is an organism uh, with a heartbeat, with um, blood flowing individuals is what make it. And uh, I am so thankful and so grateful that, that I can be a part of this organism um, in, in helping others grow. But not just that, um, as Scott has said, this building is just a building. It, it's the people that are here. It's the people that that emit that love that we're supposed to, to, to show, sure. to share. This is a beautiful place to be at. There's, there's nothing um, else, and there's no other place that I would rather be a part of. Grace Bible Church. Amen. <laughs>
And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. As a member here at Grace Bible Church, we ask you to commit to, to corporate worship, to come and, and fellowship together on Sundays. As a team player, as a member, you're saying, I am committing to that. It provides ministry, fellowship, and discipleship. Church membership provides ministry, fellowship, and discipleship. You're committed to grow. As a member here at Grace Bible Church, we, we want you to, to join a small group, as I mentioned before, and, and grow in fellowship and discipleship. Look what Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 through 17 says. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 7, Paul says this, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. As a church member, you're committed to say, you know what, I am going to serve in some of the ministry here at Grace Bible Church. I'm going to serve with the gift that God has given, given me. Being a member at Grace Bible Church, you can, you can serve in some of the ministries that, that you cannot serve if you're not a member. There's some uh, ministries that you can serve being a non-member, being a fan, but there's some ministries that require you to be a church member. For example, if you want to be part of the worship team, you must be a church member. If you want to be a teacher in our Sunday ministries for our kids, you must be a church member. A deacon, an elder, a pastor, the commitment needs to be there first before you can do these things. Now again, I'm going to repeat, it doesn't mean that we're not here and open up the doors to anyone. We are here to open up the doors to anyone. We are here to disciple and, and, and grow anybody that wants to be grown and discipled. But our commitment first is to those that have committed to this church. And as a commitment, you have these benefits that we offer. Some of these benefits, and finally the last benefit I have is, is it provides a stronger support. Church membership provides a stronger support. Some of these benefits that, that we offer first to the members or um, more considerate to the members, again, we'll offer any of these benefits to, to everyone, but like I said, if you're committed to grace, the leaders are committed to you. Some of the benefits are, like I'm mentioning, our, our benevolence, the benevolence offering we have. Every Christmas Eve, we gather all the offering, and whatever we raise on that day is given into the benevolence offering. And the benevolence offerings helps members who are going through some financial crisis in their lives. As a member, you can be part of that. There's premarital counseling we offer. We offer premarital counseling to none members as well, but... If we had a choice, if, if we only could do two premarital counselings, an attender and a member, we'd have to go to the member first. Not that we wouldn't shepherd and help the non-member, but that's what we mean. We do marriages, funerals, visitations to hospitals, all these things that we will commit to do when you commit to be part of the team at Grace Bible Church. One of the things that we're very... Um, 
strong in and believe that there should be unity in the church. As a church member, if you have some discipleship or, or discipline that needs to be done, if there's unforgiveness in your heart, we're here for you. As a matter of fact, there's quarrels. Where there's, we deal a lot of quarrels here at Grace Bible Church, the, the division. If there's quarrels, we'll do counseling. As a matter of fact, I have a picture of one of the counseling that we did recently, Pastor Chad, and some of the quarrels we have here at Grace Bible Church. I don't know if you all can see that. There's always a quarrel between the Steelers and the Cowboys. But because Chad is asked to shepherd us, there's always forgiveness and acceptance that comes through Grace Bible Church. So what's next? What is the next step in becoming a member at, at Grace Bible Church? Well, the next step is, first of all, to sign up for a membership workshop. There's one coming up February 11th. That's a Saturday morning. I'll be here for two hours. And in that workshop, we briefly go over what we went over this, this month. But we also will talk about Grace's history, when it was started, and how it's grown throughout the years. We'll introduce you to our staff and what each person is responsible here at Grace Bible Church. We'll go over our core values. We'll go over our mission statement. We'll, we'll definitely go over some of the doctrine, those core beliefs that we have here at Grace Bible Church. And, and we want you to be in agreement with those core beliefs. One of those beliefs that uh, we're very strong here at Grace Bible Church, besides uh, faith alone in Christ alone is that the doctrine of the security of a believer there's a, a lot of teachings out there that says that when you are saved you could lose your salvation and scripture shows us that that's not true that once you're saved you are always saved it's a security of a believer you can rest assured that once you put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you are saved being raised Catholic, we were taught otherwise. We were taught that if you commit a sin, you might lose your salvation. But as soon as you go and ask somebody for forgiveness, you're back into salvation. But then you'd lose it, and then you'd gain it. And God forbid you would die with a mortal sin, definitely lose your salvation. And Scripture shows us that once you're saved, once you trusted Jesus Christ, that's it. See, if you believe otherwise, then what you're saying is that Jesus, what you did on the cross was not sufficient. That when you said it was done, you didn't really mean it was done. Because I could lose it. So I need to ask for forgiveness so I can gain it back. And scripture tells us that's not true. Your salvation is a guarantee. I'm going to read to you what we read to our, our um, attenders at the membership workshop. We read this, we say, it's an important value at grace. An important value at grace is the priority of the Bible's teaching on salvation. Our church value that states, we value the gospel of grace, faith alone in Christ alone for eternal life. Because salvation is totally from God through Jesus Christ, and not of our works, we maintain a firm commitment to the biblical teaching that salvation, once received by faith, can never be lost. We are sensitive to the fact some traditions teach when an individual sins, they lose their salvation and must repeatedly be forgiven and their salvation renewed. However, we maintain that while believers may struggle with a lack of assurance regarding their salvation, that once a person receives salvation by grace, through faith, they can never lose their salvation. As a part of our commitment to the gospel of grace, we require that anyone who desires to be a member of grace affirm the teaching that once a person receives salvation by grace, through faith, they can never lose their salvation let me show you some scripture john 10 
verse 27 through 30. This is Jesus speaking. He says this. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. Eternal means what? Forever. Eternal. Not mm, maybe one day, maybe not one day. Eternal. And he says this, and they will never perish. Never is never. Black and white. And no one. Who's no one? No one. I'm including that no one. I, I don't merit my salvation. How can I do something to take away my salvation? No one is no one. No one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and he repeats himself, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. That April morning when I put my trust in Jesus Christ, I was guaranteed salvation. I became a child of God. And his word says, in Ephesians he says, you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. It is a guarantee. And yes, I'm going to mess up. Yes, I'm going to sin, but I'm going to go back and repent of my sins. But that doesn't lose my security with God. He is still and will always be my heavenly father. And I get asked a lot, so what does it mean that you're, you know, you're not going to sin anymore? No. I am sinful to the day I die, but I am justified. In God's eyes, I am righteous. And because he's given me that promise, I am going to have eternal life with him.
anybody here has been coming for a while now here to Grace Bible Church and, and is experiencing the growth and maybe they, they can be part of that growth. They can help, help others come alongside and commit to being a member. Commit to say, I want to be part of that team, Father. Lord, let us do all these things for your glory and our good. Amen.